morning, welcome to 1C. Would you please rise for our first song? Let's pray. 
Oh, good gracious God, we thank you for your servants who are, are willing and ready to serve you and to serve um, those kids that are entrusted into their care. Uh, we pray that you would bless them in mighty ways uh, as we go through lots of different things this year. Uh, protect them, protect their, their classrooms, their schools. Uh, may you do mighty things in and through them. And uh, we thank, thank you for all you have done, Lord, through them in the past, in the present, and in the future. Lord, to you be the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated, or actually everyone can stand. We're going to sing another song. But yeah, give thanks to our, our educators on all different levels.
And so if that's uh, a belief of yours, if you'd like to join us, um, even if you didn't pick up the elements on the way in now, during the next song, you can go and get the uh, uh, elements in the family gathering area by the kitchen. And this will be taking place after the sermon. So may God be glorified through all of these gifts that he gives to us. Jesus with people. 
people. We can stay at a long distance and just blast as many people as we can, right? But that might not be the best way to do it. Um, here's another way. We could actually walk up close to someone and say, here is a nerve ball with a cross on it. You can have that one. Here you go. You can have that one. And I want you to keep those because I want you to remember how much Jesus loves you. Jesus left heaven to come to earth, to come near and close to us, to take the punishment for our sins on the cross, to die for us, so that we can receive forgiveness for all the sins that we've ever done in the past, the sins we'll do today, the sins we'll do years from now. And all we have to do is just hold on our hand like you guys did and just receive the forgiveness and love of Jesus. So that's a different way that we can share Jesus with people, right? Instead of blasting people from the from a far distance, um, you know, I may have even been pretty fortunate. Maybe if I would have hit one person, it could have ricocheted somebody else. Might have got two people at once. But um, this, the second way, is really more the way that Jesus wants us to share who He is. And we're going to see today in the Book of Acts that Philip was sharing Jesus with an Ethiopian, and the Lord told Philip go south to the road. And so Philip went. And then um, the Holy Spirit directed Philip to go close to a chariot where this guy from Ethiopia was. And so Philip went close. And then Philip ended up having a conversation with this guy who came to faith and, be, and got baptized. And that's a better picture of how Jesus would have us share him with other people. Um, and that second way, I didn't have to worry about people flinching, right? You guys didn't duck, never about knocking your eye out or anything like that, right? So that's a good thing, yeah? And there's a, a saying, a quote that I've heard, and I don't know where I heard it first, but it really is a good reminder of how we can share Jesus with other people. And that saying goes like this. People want to know that you care before they care about what you know. And so if we can show people the love of Jesus before we tell them about this Jesus, goes a lot better. And so, guys, you go ahead and take those balls home and remember that Jesus loved you so much that he died for you so that you can be forgiven and have life with him forever. All right? So let's fold our hands and bow our heads and we'll invite everyone to pray for me. Dear Jesus, please show us where to go. Show us who to talk to and help us to share your love with others. Amen. Thank you, Greg. I think he did better in this service hitting people. I think his aim was off last, his game was off at last service. <laughs> All right, the journey continues. We go through the book of Acts, and I want to uh, give you again this image that comes from scripture. This is the vision that Jesus has for the church 2,000 years ago and for the church today. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. This good news of God's love in Jesus is to be for all people everywhere. There's no limit to where God wants this message to, to go. And last week I gave you a, an image, and it was of this tree. And I think this does a beautiful job explaining this movement of, of God's heart to people like you and me even 2,000 years later. It is born out of God's love through Jesus, who came to the earth, suffered and died, rose again for the sins of the world, but then he gave the marching orders, and he also gave a promise, right? You're going to get the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit is that what I call the extraordinary power that they're going to need because this is an extraordinary task. To take the message of Jesus and his love and bring it all over the place. They couldn't do it on their own. So they needed something. So that Holy Spirit came we find that Peter was very instrumental in the beginning. In fact, the first six chapters of the book of Acts, we see God's Spirit using Peter to share this message all over the place. And then we find that as the church grew, it grew by thousands. 
It was growing. And God, in his infinite wisdom, led the apostles to say, you know what, we need more workers. So they appointed seven men to be really servants of the gospel. And especially to, to help those who, you know, need acts of kindness and love. And so we talked about Stephen. We, today we're going to talk about uh, this person named Philip. And the church kept growing. And then eventually we're going to get to the, the person of Paul, right? Originally named Saul, but became Paul. And God used him in a mighty way. But here's the thing I didn't, didn't share uh, explicitly last week. But when we look at the event of what happened surrounding Stephen, something happened that at first glance might make you think like, uh-oh, the gospel is being frustrated. Uh-oh, it's going to be squashed and the good news is not going to get out there. And so we go to Acts chapter 8, verse 3, uh, 1 to 3, and we see what happened. Remember, they're getting ready to stone Stephen. And there are people watching this. And here's what we have. And there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Devout men buried Stephen and made great lamentation over him. But Saul was ravaging the church and entering house after house. He drank off men and women and committed them to prison. So you look at that and think, okay, here we go. It's, it's over. No. And what we're going to be finding, especially as we go into Book of Acts further, the scattering of those first followers, God used for good. Because they took with them the gospel. They took with them the good news of Jesus Christ, and then they went out all over the place. So the scattering, because of fear, God ended up using for something really good. And so today we pause, and we're going to talk about somebody named Philip. And there's a lot about him that we don't know, but there's some things we do know, so I just want to give you a little background to him. He was one of the seven chosen to assist the apostles by ministering to the needy. He was the first to preach in Samaria. Now remember, there's Jerusalem, there's God's chosen people, and then there's the Samaritans. They're kind of half-blood, and they're really not looked upon favorably. But God called Philip to bring the gospel to even people in Samaria. Um, where he converted Simon, the sorcerer, we're not spending a lot of time on him today, but uh, he went there, and then he ends up going south, and he goes to the treasure of the, the Queen of Ethiopia on the road from Jerusalem to Gaza. Philip preached in the coastal cities on his way to his home in Caesarea, and then we also find that 24 years later, Paul, remember, who used to be Saul, Paul, on one of his missionary journeys, on his travels, he ends up spending time with Philip and his four unmarried daughters in Caesarea. So we get the, this movement, right? Something is happening. Well, I came across a couple observations about the story of Philip that I think have um, pertinent detail and importance for us today. And so I just grabbed those scriptures, I put them up here so you can take a look at what happened. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ. An angel of the Lord said to Philip, rise and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. Uh, and the Spirit said to Philip, go over and join his chariot. I'm thinking that Holy Spirit is moving in Philip's life to the point that he was attentive to the Lord's leading. God was speaking, God was moving, and Philip was listening. He was attentive. And he was ready. In fact, as we look at the other, some more scripture, we find that, yes, the angel of the Lord spoke to him, you know, get up and go to the south, to the road that descends from Jerusalem, and then says, so he got up and went. Or here's another one. The spirit said to Philip, go up and join his chariot, and then we find that Philip listened, and he ran. And then he heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and said, do you understand what you're reading? So not only was Philip attentive, in other words, his ears were open to listen to the Lord's leading. We also find that he was obedient. He, 
listened to the word of the Lord, and then he acted. He followed the Lord's lead. The third dynamic for Philip, which I hope we can learn from today, is especially this, that Philip opened his mouth, and beginning with this scripture, he told them the good news about Jesus. You see, there's one thing to be attentive. It's one thing to be obedient. But I think the power for Philip, yes, it's the Holy Spirit, but also he knew the word of the Lord. He knew the scriptures. He knew God's activity. He knew God's desires. And that fueled him to proclaim Christ in a place called Samaria, of all places. Nobody really wants to go there. And if you remember a while ago, I talked about how when people would travel, they would go around Samaria, and it would take extra time. But they didn't want anything to do with those kind of people. And yet, the Holy Spirit, God's Word, got the, the attention of somebody named Philip. Now, the other character in the story is, uh, is going to be this Ethiopian eunuch. Now, you've heard me say this phrase before, and this is, this is a phrase I'm going to unpack in the weeks to come. Greater biblical presence. And all that means is this. The Word of God is living and active. The Word of God has been given to people like you and me, and people of old. And just think of some of the stories in the Old Testament, as well as now with Philip, where they listened to the Word of God. Were attentive. I mean, think of the journey of, of Moses. As much as he didn't want to hear what God was telling him, eventually he heard and he obeyed and he acted. Or we go to Noah. Again, a story, a beautiful story, where he was attentive and he was obedient and God used him. Or David. We can go through the big long story, but today it's Philip. And then the question is, are we attentive, obedient, and do we know the Word of God? All right. I'm thinking that Philip knew this scripture. This is Isaiah 56. And boy, does it put it into the context of Philip and an Ethiopian eunuch. Let no foreigner who is bound to the Lord say, the Lord will surely exclude me from his people. And let no eunuch complain, I am only a dry tree. For this is what the Lord says to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths, who choose what pleases me and hold fast to my covenant. To them I will give within my temple and its walls a memorial and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that will endure forever. So here is a eunuch that is not going to be able to have kids. And here we have Philip now getting ready to share the message that is going to be better than having kids. So what do we know about the eunuch? Travels a far distance, probably 500 miles. Remember, Ethiopia would be really on the outskirts of the modern world, at least from Roman Empire's perspective. It was way out there. You, you normally don't bump into somebody from Ethiopia. Uh, very different from, quote, the white Jewish middle-class male, or maybe I'll say olive skin, just totally different. And then this person was a high-ranking official working with royal families. Philip goes to him. What does that mean? Go back to Acts chapter 1, because I think that's the heartbeat of this. We are to be witnesses to all kinds of people. It doesn't matter black or white, rich or poor. The gospel, the good news of God's love, is to be for all people. Because that alone is what changes a life for eternity. And that's the heartbeat of God, and Philip was understanding it. So here we, uh, you know, again, the story got moved, Philip, to go there, and all of a sudden there was this interaction that said, as they went along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, look, water, what prevents me from being baptized? And I'm thinking, the message of the gospel already came to the eunuch, probably through some of the scattered people, and there was a curiosity of, of what, what can happen for even him. And then we have the response. Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And then he answered and he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the 
Some of you heard me say this before. Um, in fact, I said it just recently to somebody in my office. I believe that there are just two religions in the world. There is Christian and non-Christian. Yeah, we may have many different expressions or many different denominations. I get that. But the dividing line between Christian and non-Christian is who you say Jesus is and what did he do. So when we think about this phrase, Jesus Christ, the word Christ means anointed one. It's the one that has been set apart to be the Messiah, the Savior, the one who would save people from their sin. And so Philip, sharing this good news, this Ethiopian came to faith. And as a result of that, this person's life was turned upside down, and he has this new perspective of living. So he ordered the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water, Philip as well as the eunuch, and he baptized him. And I believe this is the result of God's spirit at work, but it's also the result of the spirit working in Philip to be attentive, to be obedient, and also the spirit was using God's word changed a life. Um, last week, if you were here, I um, invited Randy Longacre. You remember, he came out from behind the curtain. Why is somebody else behind the curtain? I think much prettier than Randy Longacre. Would you please come out, please? Where are you? You want to make your way over there? This is my wife, Kristen, and I, I think the world of her. But I'll never forget the moment, the time, uh, we were we were dating, and then she was thinking about going away to college. And some of you may remember, it was going to be the Concordia University, Nebraska. And here I'm in Wisconsin. And here I know, you know, the odds of long-distance relationships, you know, it doesn't work really well. So she gives me a note, actually a three-page letter. And I'm thinking, dear John. It was good while well, it lasted, but I'm out of here. That's what I was thinking. But that's not what it was. Instead, she imparted to me a scripture that I have held tightly onto ever since. And it comes from Isaiah 41.10. So it was in the letter. And all of a sudden that scripture comes. It says, fear not, for I am with you always. Be not dismayed, I am your God. I will help you, I will strengthen you, I will uphold you with my righteous right arm. And let me tell you, I, hang on to, I, I hung on to that as she was deciding where she was going to go. And then, I, I've been hanging on to it for dear life ever since. You know, yeah, we get married. But there were challenges. You know, when uh, I remember our firstborn, and she said she doesn't remember this. Maybe it's called labor delivery and she was a li little oblivious. But I'll never forget the moment when the doctors and nurses were flying around the, the, the room, hospital room. The umbilical cord wrapped around our daughter's neck. They didn't say anything. They just said, would you please step back? And I just stood back there. And I was out of control. I, you know, I, didn't, I couldn't fix this. And I think God's spirit, God's word gave me comfort. Or our second born, when he was in a car accident, when he was... Seven? Yeah, about seven years old, going 75 miles an hour on the interstate. A truck hit them. He ends up flying out of the vehicle, and he survives. And I'll never forget wondering, because I was waiting to pick him up, and he wasn't there. So I hung on to that word of God again. Um, most likely Isaiah 41.10. Um, other moments in life. We just have had many different ones in our life. Some of you know that I grew up not in the church. I didn't know the word of God, but I happened to meet and fall in love with somebody whose life was kind of surrounded by the word of God. So I'm going to give you the quote there. Uh, why don't you talk about um, your background, what you grew up with, and how the word of God has been a part of that life. Um, I am a pastor's daughter, so we were at every church service. Um, there was in the church year all the holidays. Um, we didn't just go Christmas Eve, but on Christmas Day. And, um, and, and we were in Sunday school. And when we were older, we were in the youth group. And, and 
So as we look at current political situations and some of the chaos in our world, you know, we hold on to the Word of God. Um, recently we're dealing with another kind of medical thing, you know, for Kristen, and we're going to keep trusting the Word of God. Now, does that mean we don't have emotion over it? No. Because we're human beings, there's still emotion, there's anxiety, there's the uncertainty, but the Word of God is certain and sure. It's the one thing we can hold on to. People around us may come and go. Our health may come and go. Finances may come and go. But the Word of God is certain. And that's what we can hold on to. And as a church, we talk about this up, in, and out. And it's the rhythm of a life. And it's all supposed to be integrated in us. And we're talking about the up here. Up is coming to worship, yes. Coming into a church building, yes. But it's also those little moments where you and Jesus are together and you're listening to his voice. Praying that you would be attentive, that you would be obedient, that we would know his word. So Kristen, what word of encouragement could you give to all of us before you share this next song?
helps us to both get to know the love of God and his truth and who he is. Um, and we can put our trust and belief through all of it for eternity because God's word is eternal. We will pass away. Our loved ones will pass away. But God's word is eternal and it goes on forever. Um, and God is eternal and we have the gift of eternal life.
hospital this morning. For my brother-in-law, Donnie, my brother, John, both in nursing homes here. For my mom's liver biopsy this coming week. Prayers for Norma of Atlantic, Iowa. Prayers for my friend, Jamie, who is having back surgery. God, we ask for your guidance and the Holy Spirit's healing. For peace, healing, and direction for my beautiful sister, Joni. Her body, mind, and spirit be touched by the Holy Spirit as she seeks your will. Dear Lord, please put a hedge of protection around my family and friends. Please keep us healthy and safe. Please help to guide us down the paths you've laid. Gracious God, when this world brings us challenges, you are near. When this life brings pain, sorrow, and suffering, you are near. Your grace, mercy, and love never fails, no matter what comes our way. We glorify you, we honor you, and we praise you through your Son, Jesus, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. you to take out the elements for communion. And what a beautiful reminder that comes from God himself of his presence in our life and his love for us. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and after he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and after he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Take a drink. This is my blood, which is given and shed for you for the forgiveness of all my sin, your sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So if you would, open up the bread, the body of Christ, and take and eat. This is the body of Christ given for And then if you would take the wine or the juice, but the blood of Jesus, take and drink. This is the blood of Jesus shed for you. We pray. Father, your word tells us taste and see that you are good. Lord, in this very special meal, given out of love and received by faith, we've experienced your grace. The presence of your Son in this meal, the forgiveness of sins that we receive, the strengthening of our faith, and the reminder once again that we're never alone you're always with us. Thank you for the ways in which you take care of your people. And as your children, you have fed us, you have nurtured us, you nourished us. So thank you. Thank you for this precious gift and this time together as we celebrate your grace. And we pray in the name of Jesus. Again, this very special meal. May it empower you for today and tomorrow and each day. Uh, a couple quick announcements. Again, thanks for coming. May God bless you throughout this week. But uh, we have a, a new disciple launch that's going to be next week from 7 to 9 here at 1C. And that class is really an opportunity for you to 
to either to hear for the first time or be reminded, what is the mission and ministry of 1C? What are we all about? What do we believe in? What do we teach? And then also you'll hear what do we hope for you in your walk with Jesus. So if you're interested in that, we'd love to have you come. Call the church office, email us, let us know you're coming. And again, it's going to be from 7 to 9. And then also we have a blood drive going on now. Um, you can check in. If, if, if you've signed up already, make sure you make your way over there. Uh, but if you uh, didn't check in or, or sign up in advance, you can stop over and see if you can give blood today. Again, it's a gift of life for those who are in need. Let me share with you now the blessing that comes from God himself to people like you and me. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Let's stand and let's sing. You've been walking the same old road for miles and miles. You've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies. You're trying to fill the same old holes inside. Well, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom or saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. We all search for the light of day in the dead of night. We've all found ourselves worn out from the same old. We've all run the things we know just ain't right. There's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom or saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you got change. He's a chain breaker. You believe it. If you receive it, you can feel it. Somebody testify. If you believe it. If you receive it, you can feel it. Somebody testify, testify. You believe it, you receive it, you can feel it, somebody testify, you got pain, he's a pain taker, you feel lost, he's a way maker, you need freedom or saving, he's a prison shaking savior, if you got chains, he's a chain breaker. He's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker.